cool. On to our next story then. Cool. And that uh, that's me. Yeah. And that is uh, Gotham Knights. So this is the second video game they were talking about at the fandom, which they were also talking about at the last fandom and still no official date apart from 2022. So we'll see if that actually comes out. So this is a story about focusing on the Bat family that apart from Batman. So it seems like once again, the storyline of Batman and Commissioner Gordon, it seems are gone, are missing. And you can play as either Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, and Red Robin. Is it, uh, Tom? It's Red Hood. Um, Red I'm Hood, that's sure it. Robin yeah. is Damian Wayne. I'm Damian Wayne, sure. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a single-player game, and the storyline is focusing around the Court of Owls. Now, I will say, the trailer had me hyped. Love the tone of the trailer. Very mysterious, very gothic, as you would expect something based in Gotham. Uh, the narration by the penguin as well, talking about the Court of Isles. He's like, hey, you don't know nothing, kid. You know, it was. It just had this creepy, eerie vibe. Again, though, very much like the Suicide Squad one. I was like, I want to see some gameplay here. I want to see what the mechanics of this game looks like. Although I will say it does seem like the Arkham games, the Batman Arkham games, just with like a new skin on it and obviously new characters you can play in. So that's why I think the Suicide Squad game for me is going to be more interesting gameplay, something different, not something I've played before because it looks like this is going to be a lot of the same type of moves and stuff like that, the same controls you use to make those type of fighting moves in the Batman Arkham games, which I love, by the way. I think they're great. Um, But the story has me. I've always been a big fan of the Court of Owls since they were introduced in the New 52. I think in the short space of time they've been around there, cemented themselves as a big part of the Batman mythos now. So I'm always down for anything Court of Owls. But Tom, I go to you, the gamer of this podcast. What did you think of this? Yeah, again, very disappointed that there was no gameplay. Um, because, well, as we said, just like, I don't understand how, like, obviously if it's early days and you're still, like, like when Dragon Age releases stuff, like there's still early days in production. So I understand putting in just like a trailer. But... You know, if this game is meant to be coming out in 2022, surely you have something to show us what the combat uh, and mechanics are going to be like. Um, Isn't that a big part of the gaming again, industry where there was like an expos and stuff and they're like, delays, we're sorry, we can't show you any uh, gameplay, delay, yeah. like production delays. Yeah. Basically, what, what usually happens is uh, a game announces a delay because they're just like, you know, we're not happy, we want to make sure the quality is good. And then uh, people complain, so then... They don't delay the game again, and then you get a game like Cyberpunk, which disappoints everyone except me, apparently. Um, but yeah, as for Gotham Knights, um, as Jake said, like the story just looks really cool. I, I like the whole aspect of Batman is uh, dead or missing. I think he's probably as about as dead as Captain America was in the Avengers game, but there we go. Um, spoilers for anyone who wants to play the Avengers <laughs> game. Uh, <laughs> hey, I did. He's not um, now. And as Thanks, Jake Tom. Has previously said he is he is not a gamer, so uh <laughs> but and I played that one. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm very intrigued by this, uh, especially like the cast of characters you can play. Um it, I'm believing it's supposed to be co-op aspect to it as well, so I'm calling is it? Batgirl, uh in that case, or Damien. I'll happily take Damien. And yeah, just setting as you said, Jake, like Court of Owls have cemented themselves as like a big part now. 
of Batman's whole deal. Like, I wouldn't say they're like as iconic as, you know, say Bane or Joker or Penguin and that, but I'd say they're at the level now where even some non-comic book readers know of them. Um, Well, they've definitely seen the mask. Yeah. And I think that game is just going to like cement it even more because there are a lot of people who will play Batman themed games, but just won't read the comics. And that's, I say that's fine, but it does break my heart a little bit. Um, Yeah. Just very excited to, uh, see more of this i'm hoping that maybe like early next year we'll start to see some more gameplay footage from this and suicide squad maybe it's some i'm not sure if uh there are any big gaming events coming up anytime soon but uh if they are then hopefully we'll actually get some gameplay we can actually have some proper thoughts on what these games are going to be but uh, i'm tentatively excited though yeah i think for me uh i said at the time i kind of excited similar to suicide squad about how this could mean what this could mean for like what we get visually in like tv film etc so i like the court of owls i've always been intrigued by them i think they have a really great visual look and i think that they pulled that off really well here and i think a lot of people speculated in the past and i said that the court of owls seems to suit quite well the tone that they're going for with the batman with you know matt reeves etc so i could see them doing that and i could see them wanting to build it up here uh because again you know as we said before like video games are often like a way of like testing out different stories or characters etc uh you know marvel did it with the avengers game like oh you know this introduced people to ms marvel etc so uh also i suppose the same with batgirl i think that like she looks like great in this as well that you know before i was always but like why is she like purple and yellow like why you know there's always the jokes about robin etc but why has she got such a vivid costume? But seeing it here has been more like, yeah, actually this can work cinematically. It looks good. Again, a cowl done well. So hopefully that's translated well if, you know, when we get in live action. Uh, not sure about like Red Hood hanging around with them. I found that a bit jarring. I was a bit like, wait, isn't he like kind of like a villain? I found it a bit weird to see him mixing in. Well, uh, yeah. 52, he was kind of like treated like just as part of the family mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Uh, He's sort of one of yeah. the... I think I just yeah. prefer with so. something like Nightwing or something. I still just think that the look of the character, even though if like Red Hood has become a part of the family, I'm like, well, just change who you are because that looks like a villainous. He looks like Deathstroke or something. So, Oh, no, he still kills people. Yeah. Well, yeah. there we go then. So like, <laughs> if, if either make him like <laughs> a villain who kills people or make him a hero. So that's why just him there with Batgirl and... Robin, I was a bit like, this seems like a villain hanging around with heroes, but they don't seem to be playing in that way. It seems to be playing it as like three heroes, which I find a bit strange. It's yeah. complicated. So, yeah, exactly. It's a complicated. So, simplify it. You know, like make it more simple. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure in like a current or recent run, there was a whole thing with Red Hood like renouncing killing. Hmm. I'm sure that was a thing yeah. that's been happening recently. Could yeah. be wrong. Though. So excited for what this could mean okay. for again the live action projects, and yeah, it looks like a, a fun game. And like Jake said, you know, look, has very much that Arkham sort of appeal to it. And once again, I probably mm-hmm. won't be playing it because it'll probably only come out on <laughs> PS5. <laughs> well, what I'll do is I'll I'll play the games for you guys, and I'll tell you how they were in vivid detail. Maybe maybe Please we do. could do a Capes, Cows, and Mask Twitch <laughs> thing. Maybe. Maybe. That could be could fun. Be a thing, actually. It's just like that meme of the dog uh, sat in like the fire, but just with Tom because he's been smoking a cigarette and just burns DC down to the ground <laughs> when something happens in the game he doesn't like. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. reserved for uh, any more Wally West slander. 
<laughs> hey, I didn't say you like purposely like lit the fire. <laughs> oh, right. So it was an accident. I was just smoking a cigarette and I burped down DC. <laughs> no, just your house, just like where you are. You just Twitch stream and everyone's like, um, there's a fire in your like background. Like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> it's a, it's performance art, okay. It's my human torch audition. <laughs> you know, you're that you're that meme, like we're surrounded yeah. by fire. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> right, uh, Tom, what have we got next? What have we got next? So uh are you ready for anime Catwomen? Because we got Catwoman Hunted, the trailer for that. Um it looks absolutely wild. I gotta say I wasn't initially expecting the sort of like anime style art. I wouldn't say it's you know, it's it's very heavily influenced by that anyway, but I think it actually really works for it. Um, it looks, it just looks fun. Just looks like a really fun uh, flick, and I will definitely be picking it up. Uh, but yeah, guys, what what did what did you make of it? Um, were you, are you as excited as me for this? Were you expecting the anime art style, or am I alone in, in my shock? When you say you're ready for animated cat women, I thought we already had that with the musical cats, but. Uh, <laughs> oh god but yeah i think that oh, there is something that has always obviously worked about catwoman in animation uh i it kind of reminds me a bit of like do you remember the batman uh which had that kind of like mm-hmm. different version of like the joker with like the straight jacket etc like the catwoman not to be confused with Robert no Pattinson's no like the animated the sorry the batman <laughs> um like the catwoman there she always had a very like you know the goggles the like you know like very pointy ears, etc. So it kind of reminds me of that and that look to Catwoman because they can have like various iterations and looks to that character, I think kind of works. And as I said earlier, you know, animation thrives when it's able to experiment and do different things. And rather than just be like, oh, we're going to become Illumination, you know, like use your animation division as you've done potentially with your last few projects of like changing it up and not just having the same style and doing different animation styles. So especially on the back of where we've had things like Star Wars Visions, you know, it, it's great that we're able to see that, you know, experimentation with anime, different animation styles. So, yeah, I, I think it, you know, am I immediately watching it going like, oh, yeah, I need to go watch that immediately. I can just more just appreciate it and be like, yeah, I'm glad that exists. <laughs> Jake? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlike you, Dave, I can't wait to watch this one. Like this... um. I knew this that this animated film was happening, but I just thought it was, you know, just another animated film amongst all the DC animated films. And then seeing the trailer, hearing the music, the vibe of this, the attitude of this, the art style of it, um, the story they're going for as well. Catwoman's basically like James Bond. Like she's globetrotting. It has espionage, spy type of thing or like a heist type of thing. Well, naturally she always is doing heists um but it but with the music behind it i just had like this 60s 70s vibe of heist movies and with this anime art style like dave said i'm so glad they're experimenting now and not just doing the the one style house art style and i think it really suits it i think catwoman and batwoman as well in this looks absolutely great in this art style it really suits to them so yeah this one caught me by surprise and now it's like quite up there with most anticipated dc stuff i can't wait for this one and as well as that they also talked about some of the other stuff they got coming down the line um i i know you're a bit sad that the there was no news of the green lantern tv show tom but they did say that there there is a green lantern animated movie coming next year so we've got we got that coming 
And they said that they're also doing Super Sons. So that's Jonathan Kent and Damian Wayne. And this will be DC's first CG animated mm. film. So that caught me, both me and Dave, by surprise. Yeah. We looked at each other. Oh, that's that's a new direction for that. So we'll see how that goes. That will be interesting because it'll be interesting to see how much money they put behind it. Because are they going to... I I mean, I don't expect Pixar level, but could they maybe get to like DreamWorks level? Like, I mean, even How to Train Your Dragon is pretty up there, I'd say. But do you think they would pump enough money into it to make it in that level? Or do you think it's going to be like maybe HBO Max TV level? Where, where do you think they're going to go with that, Dave? I'm, I'm trying to think of like a CG animated project, which like looks good on like TV budgets, obviously. Like DreamWorks and stuff will do things like the Netflix, I don't know, like they do How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda series and stuff, but usually that just looks like a very mm. downgraded version. I guess like Pixar's done that as well with like Monsters uh, at work with like Monsters Inc. So that sort of like downgrades it, but it still looks passable. But but it again, it's hard to judge though, because yeah. they're such like cartoonish characters. This you're dealing with like more realistic looking characters and we haven't even really had that much superhero content in CG full stop. Like, because, you know, we go like mm -hmm. into the Spider-Verse, which is very much its own thing and a blend. That's a blend. So I don't know. It's just hard to envision. When they mentioned it, I was trying to think of like imagining these characters, but all I can think of, and it's not a good example, well, you know, a bit harsh, but is like, was it like Green Lantern first flight or something like that they did have like you know cg and it was very much like a blocky kind of 3d effect it was um it was the green lantern yeah. animated series so i'm yeah i don't know i'd have to yeah look into it more they're probably most when i think of like you know the best animated tv oh clone wars yeah do clone wars <laughs> so like that that you know like when i think of the best animation on television you tend to think of things like uh, the Last Day Bender, Batman the Animated Series. So again, it's all like 2D. But even those, I suppose, you see Last Day Bender and you can see the restrictions. So as long as your story is good enough, as long as like the action is enticing enough, an anime typically will, you know, like do things like they, you know, just hold out their hands and it's a beam of light. So it's very much cutting corners in that they're not actually having anything move, but you can do it in a compelling way. So, and like Clone Wars, you know, again, was a bit clunky at the start, but they managed to very much embrace that. You know, the Bad Batch, me and Jake said when we were reviewing that, is some of the most impressive TV animation we'd ever seen. So, yeah, if you can be that level, but what they cleverly... Animation yeah, in general. What they cleverly do <laughs> is, again, those designs, you don't go, oh, and just have like somebody's hair and every strand. They make it that kind of maquette statue style so you can avoid that and it still looks good without then having like, oh, it's just like crappy fuzzy hair because we haven't got the budget to do like individual hairs. So it depends on the style they go for, I guess. Yeah, Br Brave was expensive, all those mm. strands of hair. <laughs> so, Tom, what, do you have anything to say re um, regarding the, the forthcoming CG animated film from DC? I mean, yeah, I'm just quite excited to, uh, to just see Jonathan Kent get some love. I love the Super Sense comic, so uh, seeing Damien and John team up uh, together in an animated feature, very excited for that. Very nervous because of like the CG aspect, because as you said, like how much money are they going to pump into this? But if they can like aspire to Clone Wars Bad Batch level, I think it'll be great. Uh, 
So yeah, it's just it's a project I'm tentatively excited for, but I think it's one that I'm definitely going to need to see some footage of it before I get properly excited. Mm, fair enough. Uh, all right, uh, what we got next, Dave? Uh, so we talk about Catwoman, but now we go to Batgirl, uh, in which again we saw talking to uh, the directors of that film. We also talked to the star. We got a lot of like the concept art. Uh, so Leslie Grace was there who. We'll be playing Barbara Gordon, uh, which recently uh, was seen by more audiences in, in the Heights. Uh, and we got like conversations with the directors, uh, which is Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Uh, so this is obviously based upon the popular DC character Barbara Gordon and her fighting crime as Batgirl. And yeah, we just got a lot of sort of insight into like how excited she is to play the character. Um, a lot of like concept art uh as we said before this is a hbo max film so a lot of the same gripes as we had with the blue beetle film uh but aside from that mm-hmm. uh tom what are your thoughts on like having this batgirl movie and what the directors and the star had to say i was uh, very happy with what they were all saying about the movie and what they're like aiming to go for it seems they are going to be quite ambitious when it comes to like sort of the action scenes um and just, uh, I, I'm, I'm quite liking the actress they've got as well. Uh, she just, she just has such an infectious smile. So I, I'm already like liking that. And the, I got the confirmation that, uh, you know, Batgirl will have the red hair. That was just, uh, I, I was very happy about that. I was very, very happy. Uh, the concept art looks very cool. Um, I do wish it was maybe a, a bit more of a closer up look of the sort of costume in that. But uh, for what we got. Yeah, I'm quite excited for this one. As we've said, we do have our issues with it being released on HBO Max. Uh, I don't think I can really add anything more to that. Um, but it's Batgirl. It's live-action Batgirl. Um, that will hopefully be better than the Batgirl we got in Batman and Robin. Please, good God. Um, but yeah, just uh, it's it's probably like one of my more anticipated DC films. Um but as I said, it's it is kind of soured by the whole HBO Max aspect. But uh, hopefully, we'll get some more news and maybe some footage uh, soon. Maybe hopefully, I don't know. I'm not sure how early production it is. I can't remember what they were saying before. But uh, yeah, even though I think this does obviously deserve the big screen, though, like Blue Beetle, etc. I would say at least with this one, you've got some sort of precedent for Gotham being on television a bit more. Not so much in like that Gotham TV series, but. We are talking about the games earlier, so you can still have that like look to Gotham. You don't need to have the grand a- a- aspect to it. You can very much do that kind of like detective nature to it. So at least it isn't like Blue Beetle like, and Static Shock. Like, what are you doing? Like, these powers are perfect for the big screen, whereas Batgirl isn't there like flying around, like shooting laser beams. So I can somewhat understand mm. that. Uh, still think it's like Robin, like a great opportunity. Uh, but Robin. <laughs> but the... <laughs> Hey. Yeah, I, I very much would be excited for like the potential look of this, and that's where potentially streaming or television could like lend itself to that. That they could do something a bit more like you know the neon, the kind of like look of Gotham that we see within like those video games. That you know, like I was saying earlier, I'm excited to potentially see that costume translated to screen of having that kind of like purplish costume with like the the cowl, etc. Because there's so many times in which Batgirl has different looks. Um, and especially as you mentioned, Tom, because it was like you essentially got some like just a generic female looking 
bat woman in that Batman and Robin film. It just didn't look like its own individual character like Robin does. That it, you know, it, it's about time that, you know, you saw that on screen. So I hope we get to see like the yellow, the purple, and like the fact that they're having the, the red here is kind of almost confirmation that they're they're dedicated in that way. Uh Jake, what what do you think? I don't know what else to say after what you two guys have said, but um, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this. Um, how dare you also not mention the writer of the film who was also there, Christina True. Hodgson. I apologize. You know, she was also there. She had a lot of great things to say. As I've mentioned before, I really like what she did with Birds of Prey, so I'm very excited to see her work on this. Um, apart from Matt Reeves and the Batman panel, these guys were my favorite directors <laughs> to listen to. Um, they were just so infectious they had so much charisma they were like laughing joking talking about how excited they are um i don't think they are in production yet i still think they're probably wrapping things up with miss marvel their current project um so we'll see when they get into production but yeah the fact that they get in the red hair they said that they're they're committing and they're doing the cowl (laughs) we've already said our gripes about some of the cowls so we'll see how they pull that off uh, but I also really appreciate that when they mentioned the red hair and the cow, that they put an image of issue one of Batgirl from Gail Simone, um, which is arguably the best run of Batgirl ever written. She seems to really understand the character and have a grasp on her. And the fact that they're showing that seems to me that they might take inspiration or influence from Gail Simone's run uh, on Batgirl. So I'm very excited for that. And this uh, strangely wasn't announced yeah, DC fandom, but it was announced a couple of days later uh, that J.K. Simmons is confirmed to also be coming back as Commissioner Gordon in this Batgirl film. So we get basically a confirmation that it is in the DCEU um, related to Jim Gordon. So, yeah, I'm very excited for this film. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. But like the implications of J.K. Simmons being there. Uh but yeah, I mean, I'm just excited generally just to see more of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon because I feel like we didn't, we were teased with that. The possibilities of that are endless. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I think that's going to be something really special. But I did always want to see what J.K. Simmons could do with the role. So it is nice that we are going to get maybe a little bit of closure on that. Also, I like the fact that potentially Barbara Gordon is then like a child of like a mixed race couple, which would be nice. So then if it was like a darker skin, mm. like, her mother was of darker skin that could be very interesting as well and like very like innovative of them to be like yeah you know like jim gordon was with like you know that was like his wife etc it isn't just like cut and dry of like yeah her parents like looked exactly the same as her and this is why you know she's this way it's just very realistic for them to be like you know mixing like people of different backgrounds and cultures in that way and also i think it's great for you know you mentioned the directors there jake that the fact they're going from Ms. Marvel goes to show that, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I think it's crucial that, like, more women are brought into the industry through writing and directing, but I don't think we should get into this bad habit of having, like, oh, you're telling this type of story, it has to be this type of person, you know, like, it's this ethnicity, you have to have an Indian director do it, Indian, you know, because you just, you would get into a lot of problems then, you know, it's, I think, the fact that you just want more women directing stuff in general, you know, the fact that you can have female directors doing like male, you know, like projects which are like male heroes and the same on the other side, you know, it, it comes down to like, 
where people have said, I think, to like George R. R. Martin before, like, oh, how do you write women so well? And why so so many female characters? And he's just like, I don't know, because I don't see them as like man and woman. I just see them as good characters. And I think that the fact that, you know, if they're going to make like a strong character with Ms. Marvel and they're able to do the same here, it's just going to be great testament to how, you know, like writers of any background and gender and anything can write for any characters. We don't always have to like pin it down. I think, yes, it is very important that when you have something like Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, yes, you know, women had to direct that. But I just as much want to see like a woman direct a Batman film as I'd want to see like two guys direct a Batgirl film. So I think it's really great for them if they're able to sort of like embolden these characters and really do a good job in that way, especially when you have got somebody like Christina Hodgson writing it because obviously she's did, you know, a great job with the female representation with Birds of Prey, which talking about Birds of Prey quickly, I would be quite interested if like in the future, based on, you know, like how good an actress uh, Les, uh, Leslie Grace is, and the fact she's playing Barbara Gordon and you've got, you know, Commissioner Gordon in there with J.K. Simmons. I'd be quite interested to say this was a trilogy or something. I'd be quite interested if they went with the killing joke storyline of like her eventually becoming Oracle. Like her like being wheelchair bound or something. No, no, because it's Jared Leto well, in this universe. I don't know. Is it though? Like you can't. Nah. We've, we're we getting Michael Keaton in a Flash film. They can easily just be like, yeah, this is just some other universe Multiverse. with, you know, jk simmons as yeah. jeff you know as commissioner gordon but ultimately i'm just yeah. saying i would well, like to see her we'll i think see. it'd be we'll quite see. cool we'll the fact that we didn't get oracle in birds of prey for her to have this like great character arc i think it'd be really good to see her there as the hero at the start of the trilogy and at the end of it be like oh my god you know like a character then become like disabled and traumatized by something but becomes something new i think that that would be really great for them to depict on screen i think it would just be like very harrowing arc and it'd be it just suits you know like the the movies they'd, they'd have to handle mm. it like very very carefully because there have been complaints about like the killing joke um it in, is in the past because you, you yeah barbara really didn't have any agency whatsoever in that oh. story and then the animated feature ruins that even yeah more. well yeah that yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, and he, like even even alan moore disowns that story a bit i'm yeah. thinking more of the yeah, angle of like intended for it to be i'm just thinking well. of it as more like the great character that oracle was within the birds of prey kind of like you know getting that original team etc yeah i think i i think for 2021 audiences and just the way we are as a society now i think you could probably yeah, tell it exactly. differently now yeah just yeah. That, that's all i'm saying that if that, i wouldn't mind them yeah. going down that route but i just like to see them do it in a way that just does give barbara more oh, agency yeah. in the story and maybe like yeah. she does unfortunately get paralyzed, but maybe it's just the, the result of an act of heroism rather oh, than yeah. like mm. the Joker's just rocked up at a flat. Yeah, bang. no, that's what I was thinking. That's why I was yeah. saying with with an actress yeah. like Leslie Grace, you could show that story again. Like I would put like a comparison to another female character, but it might ruin a series which people haven't seen. So, yeah, good call. Fair enough. Fair enough. And um, l- last thing on Batgirl, then I think are we all in agreement and saying no Batman in this? We don't. Oh we no! Don't especially want after you mentioned this. the Killing Joke animated version, we don't want to go down that road. <laughs> oh <laughs> god! Oh no. no! God! God! Definitely not. Right. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which is HBO Max TV shows. So, <coughs> excuse me. We got two mid-season trailers for both Titans and Doom Patrol, which are halfway through their season threes, and also announced they will be getting season 
four for each of those shows. So it's really good news to see that these shows keep on uh, going. They seem to have an audience. At some point, I wonder how long these shows can go on for because we see with the CW that the old school classic cable TV format is, you could say, dying out. And I feel as if we're streaming shows now as an audience, most people want to have a beginning, middle and end. You know, a lot of have a lot of people are into limited series or like only one, two or three series absolute max. That's the sort of jam we're into now as a society and how we binge and watch TV. So it'll be really interesting to see how far they go on. But at the same time, it's clearly getting enough viewers to get season four. Um, but at the same time, I also like we were mentioning, like with Blue Beetle and some of these projects being films on HBO Max, it's a bit interesting that they're not putting more effort in making more tv shows for hbo max tom you mentioned after the event which i didn't even think about until you mentioned that there was mum about the green lantern tv show which is supposedly in production right now they've had castings and all of that not a peep regarding that which is very odd and i just feel as if why are they not investing a bit more into series Dave made an excellent point. If you want to bring subscribers in, you make TV shows. You don't make films. So it's just interesting that they're not announcing new stuff for HBO Max. Uh, but Tom, what do you think of this? Are you caught up with these uh, shows? Um, I'm probably more caught up with Titans than I am Doom Patrol, uh, but I will be remedying that in the near future. Um, I've always been a bit of a Titans apologist, even though I can recognize the absolute worst of it. Like, why the fuck? <laughs> fuck Batman. Like that, the fact that they moved the season one finale to being the season two premiere. <laughs> I I'm I still I still do not understand that decision, <laughs> and it still bribes me. And also, it's, it's, the fact it's absolutely that, bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. And it's the fact that like the fan base for it, at least in the groups I'm in, uh, various like comic book themed groups or groups dedicated as well to like titans um loads of people seem to be just in in the mindset of how does this show keep getting renewed like who is watching this show and going like i'm happy with how things are like i've heard like some it's always the same i find with titans and this is like the vibe i've gotten from this season i haven't picked it up yet but it's the fact that it'll start really promising and you'll be like, okay, okay, this is something I can get into. And then just sort of towards the middle and end, it just really just like tapers off and you're just like, why are you making these decisions? I mean, I won't go into too many things in case people do want to binge watch Titans when the UK eventually gets HBO Max. Um, but yeah, it's it's it. I do find it a little bit crazy that it is. I think what made it a bit crazy for me is that there's been a lot of buzz about there apparently being a current waters uh red hood series and uh, before dc found him he was like sharing like really cryptic things like going like i'll oh, make sure you tune in because it's like some big news huge announcements so everyone was kind of there just going like ah oh, getting a red hood show and then it was just like no it's titan season four which was a little bit disappointing but that is kind of on us as the fans um Doom Patrol, um, I do desperately need to catch up with that, but it is a show I'm actually like very, ex- I, I do like. Um, so the fact it's getting another season, that's just that's just great for me. Um, but yeah, just I, I think uh, it, it is kind of soured by the fact. Oh yeah, we got that DMZ uh, sneak peek as well, and some details on that. Yeah. That looks so with the Rosario. Yeah, Dawson, that looks yeah. really really interesting, and I'm definitely like I don't think I've read the comics. Um. 
but it's definitely something I'm, I'm very interested in, especially with Ava DuVernay attached to it. Um, but yeah, the fact that there was like nothing on Green Lantern, and here's the thing, right? Even though like obviously we've had casting news for Green Lantern, we've had some plot details leak out for Green Lantern. I've never felt like DC have actually put the efforts into pushing it out. It's more just like they go, oh yeah, by the way, we've we've cast uh, Alan Scott and Guy Gardner. Uh, do with that what you will. Whereas with all these other things, they, they keep putting a bit more effort into it. Like They want you to be excited for it. It doesn't seem like DC are that excited for Green Lantern. And so the fact that there is like zero word on it, it does concern me. I'm trying to like just like give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe just say like maybe they... They're still a bit too early in production to really realistically give any updates. Um, maybe there's been some issues and possibly they're going to have to delay it. But concept art, yeah, the fact we got concept you know I mean? art for Blue look, Beetle, look at Batgirl and, Bat- and Blue Beetle, and like, yeah. yeah, or the fact that like even for the Flash, they were just like, we don't have a real teaser or a real trailer. We've just kind of had to like mash something together that kind of resembles a trailer. Just do a Kevin Feige. Just be so, like, we know that you're all expecting announcements on the Fantastic Four and X-Men, which will be coming up in the future. <laughs> just about cool. Yeah, just just mention it. Just go, by the way, it is still in production. We just don't have anything yet, which is still unbelievable. But, but yeah, as for the shows currently being announced, um, I suppose it, it is great that they are getting like more seasons because it is just more content for HBO Max. So that's only a good thing for them. But yeah, I feel like they need to expand on the TV shows a bit more, give more characters, because there's so many characters that could work great in a TV show format. And uh, I mean, I'm not sure about, I, I still to this day, I'm not sure how it happened, but maybe give I us more I was thinking the thing. exact same thing. I'm not sure how it, it oh, yes. it was such a weird reason why it got, because it wasn't even, money. Yeah, it wasn't even that it got cancelled because like it was bad. It was like some <laughs> weird tax thing. Tax, tax reasons, yeah. yeah. So, so weird. So it's just like, because that loads of people were liking that, but like I dropped off it because I was just kind of like, well, this was initially being filmed in mind with having more story to tell, and it's just been unceremoniously cut off. Um, but yeah, I, think, I enjoyed it. Yeah, just DC needs to double down on their TV a bit more, and I think they've just given us the bare minimum in extending the shelf life for these two seasons. They need more if they yeah, want to compete like with Marvel. Swamp in that Thing sense. seems perfect for like HBO yeah, Max. Because I mean, again, like you don't want to, you know, waste your big mm. characters in some ways. You know, you want to use those more obscure ones. And I think the Titans and Doom Patrol, but it, to me, it makes sense to just carry over like they've done with a lot of like HBO series, uh, because they still, to me, at least, like don't look like CW shows. They don't look like cable television. So I think because even like Titans which I think is sometimes, or I don't know if all of it is gone on like Netflix in the UK. And you can kind of see that on the homepage and be like, yeah, this kind of looked, you know, like it could get away with being a Netflix original. But I was still surprised that it got renewed because again, both these series I need to like catch up on. But I have heard like comments about Titans being sometimes unwatchable, which I was like, oh, wow. So yeah, I'm I'm surprised in that sense, and like some of the discourse and anger that happens with some of the characters, etc. But you know, I I have been enticed by it by seeing certain things and seeing certain characters being like, okay, that does look cool. You've done that right. It very much seems again like the CW of like this is this version of the Titans, not thirteen Titans. It's its own thing, and I think that's what seems to be happening. It seems mm-hmm. to be like there's this dedicated fan base, and it's become its own entity but it's still just like nothing to do with Teen Titans and it doesn't matter what happens to certain characters 
or the quality because that fan base is still there just eating it all up because they just love the cast or uh, the, the characters because it's all new to them because maybe they're just not there like for loyalty of, of the comics etc but and yeah happy for doom patrol that seems like something like worthy of carrying on on hbo max i agree with jake i think that you know some you should focus more on limited series now i think that that is the way um you know i think as jake referenced you know that we live in a society uh <laughs> which people want limited series uh so i think that yeah that makes sense but yeah just shocked that there isn't more uh hbo series i can understand again they don't want to do the marvel thing of being like oh here's like 20 series that we're thinking of making and potentially and like half of them might not happen but again weird when you've got yeah but weird when you're oh, like like we two, said like... announcing live action movies which could be television shows or could be like could be theatrical movies and then have tv shows of other characters to to replace that so you know or even do what they're doing you know quite well in terms of building up, you know, oh, there's going to be this Batman movie and then there's going to be this, like, accompanying series, you know, like they're doing with Peacemaker, etc. That's kind of, again, following, like, the Marvel formula. Like, if you're invested in this, you're going to love this and you're going to see that continue, you know. That's the way to do it. But, I don't know, maybe they just feel that they need to build their cinematic universe a bit more before they can get to that that level. Yeah. I mean, or. I'll say that um, I'm not caught up with season three, but I have seen the first two seasons of both of these shows. Titans, I'm very, very mixed bag. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then other times, yeah, it, as you heard, Dave, sometimes it is unwatchable. Doom Patrol, though, is an absolute gem. I fucking love Doom Patrol. I think it's a fantastic show. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. But because of that, I love it because of its weirdness. But I think, mm, I don't think like the general audience is going to really grasp onto this because of how out there it is. But to get four seasons, it seems to be doing quite well. So that's surprising, that aspect. But I really need to cut up, catch up with season three because Doom Patrol is Sounds phenomenal. Sounds like the same appeals Legion. I think it's so good. Seems very much like that. Yes, yes, it is. It's in that sort of wheelhouse of mm-hmm. just like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I'm loving it. <laughs> Uh, right, what we got next then? More HBO Max stuff, Tom. Yes, we do. And uh, this is actually quite quite an exciting project. It's uh, Harley Quinn Season 3. So uh, we got... It was actually... I really liked how they sort of uh, announced this as they had the animated King Shark and Harley Quinn there announcing the show and kind of explaining that, like, you know, they were still working on it, uh, but they had, like, a trailer for us. And the trailer itself was very unfinished. Um but I actually kind of liked that aspect of it because, you know, at the end of the day, it actually shows like they're still in early days, but they're still giving us something. Although I am wondering, like, but you gave us like the actual animated characters at the start, but then you give us an unanimated trailer. But whatever, it looks absolutely bonkers. Um, I believe it's like entitled like the Eat Bang Kill Tour, which I believe is also a comic that's currently running, which is like a continuation of the end of the last season of Harley Quinn, um, which is something I actually need to pick up. But yeah, I think it looks crazy. I loved the the way they announced it. Um, I thought it was hilarious. And yeah, I've, I'm a fan of this show, so I'm happy to see more of it. But what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, again, another show yeah. I need to sort of catch up on, but everything I've seen, I've loved. I love the humor of it from the clips I've watched. You know, very much is my jam. Again, the UK needs to sort out like a better way of like viewers seeing it. When it's on Channel 4, it only stays on like their streaming service for so many days. Uh 
but I love like you know the fact that obviously they've gone with like the the romance with Harley and Ivy and they just looked like awesome in those like the the art they had of like the dresses with that looked very like kind of I don't know like 50s 60s like you know gangster kind of like noir sort of like look to them I thought that was fantastic love Kaylee Cuoco in in this role as well I think she's really made it her own and as we said before it isn't just like an imitation etc so you know, it makes me want to see Harley Quinn even more. And as Tom said as well, I love the way they presented it. I love how they used the characters and, and made it like a comedic look and the characters presenting to you. Kind of reminded me of those old days of like with the Oscars and they were like, oh, you know, like Yoda has come on stage. It's CG Yoda and CG Gollum to like present stuff. It is <laughs> that kind of like playful fourth wall stuff, which is great for Harley Quinn. Because again, she's very much like a Deadpool kind of character. So it's always very strong. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing more. Yeah, I am um, like Doom Patrol. I absolutely love this show. This is one of my favorite animated shows that DC has ever produced. Uh, not quite Batman the Animated Series, but I would say it's just behind it. I love all the jokes. I just love all the animation. The characterizations are incredible. The voice cast just kill it all the time. It's 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 glorious. It's one of my favorite shows on television right now. And like you guys, I love the way it was presented. They're like, we haven't got a trailer, but here's some like early sketches that we've got. Uh, and I love that they reference like, we'll come at some point. Animation takes a long time. <laughs> so, so um, Bragg, you said, as you said, Dave, breaking the fourth wall, self-referential. Yeah, give me the show as soon as possible because I love this show. Awesome. Speaking, yeah, and speaking then, uh, of Batman, what we got the next, Dave, more series, animation. So we have. Uh, what is described as a continuation of the 90s show in very much like a natural continuation, um, a spiritual continuation as well, that not so much like an actual sequel or prequel series as Batman Caped Crusader uh, is bringing back, you know, co-creator Bruce Timm uh, very much at the start as well. They were like, J.J. Abrams. Uh, so... So, and then even like Matt Reeves, you know, showing involvement here. So uh, here we got just like more concept art of the series. We also had like the writers talking about how they made this like pilot and how it was like black and white, very much going in with that noir vibe. What we expect to see very much like a young Batman, like him starting off uh, the types of characters we can see. And it does seem that it's going to be different from the 90s show in the way that Bruce Tim was talking about, like, this is a chance for us to see the different iterations of the villains and we can adapt them differently, etc. But obviously, I think it's mainly the art style and the approach, which is going to be the sort of, like, spiritual uh, successor. So, yeah, not a project I think anyone expected ever to have, but it's very great to have. Again, something like, a, you know, a streaming service is perfect to have. And I think, yeah, fans would just eat this up. And I think another great example of like yeah you know some fantastic animation that you can do in this medium uh you know you can really bolster that art style um and what you can do with with animation uh but what do you guys think jake you're also a big fan of uh, the animated series what what was your reaction mm. i mean big fan is putting it lightly it's arguably <laughs> The finest bit of comic book adaptation mm. ever put to screen, I may say. Yeah, um, the panel was funny because, well, first of all, J.J. Mm. Abrams comes on the screen first. You're like, whoa, <laughs> what's, 
what are you, I, I saw that tweet uh, where somebody put the, the Darth Maul of, Why I'm here to talk to you about you dark, Justice League Dark TV show. Only joking. Right. <laughs> we don't do TV shows. It's just... Yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that maybe a bit later in our closing thoughts. But um, yeah, it was really weird because I'm still, when I think of J.J. Abrams, I still think of Star Trek and Star Wars. So it's, I have, I guess I have mm. to get used to him thinking when I think of DC now, because he seems to be the guy over there, you know, spearheading a lot of these uh, projects. So it was, but whatever, he's there. Matt Reeves is there, but clearly by Matt Reeves's comments, he's like, hey, I'm just here as a as a spectator, really. I don't really have any involvement in this. <laughs> but it was really good to hear from Bruce Tim, the original creator of the show, and what they're doing with this show. I was kind of confused when they made the announcement about this because was I was like, is it a reboot? Is it a sequel? Is it a continuation? I wasn't too sure. And then the way Bruce Tim was talking about it, to me, it seemed like, okay, it's a new series, but it's just spiritually the similar in tone to what they did in the Batman animated series so a sort of spiritual continuation of that you could say so okay all right I know what I'm in for now and everything they said yeah I love it I love the dark noir theme this could be something fantastic um I just hope they do something a bit different with it though I don't want to see just the same thing or else I would just watch that do you know what I mean do something a bit different with it um and they by the looks of it, they think they are. They're going to go even earlier. You know, he's going to be almost in him. And we know we'll get to the Matt Reeves Batman, but almost similar to what they're doing with Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson, a very stripped down Batman, not as techie, more of a detective noir sort of thing. So yeah, anything that you say Batman and this sort of detective noir and these creators involved, I'm down for. So yeah, I'm, I can't wait for this, but they didn't even announce a date. So it's Tom, probably not going to come for a while. No, not for a little while yet but yeah I'm, I'm also very excited for this i mean as any reasonable man is i'm a huge fan of the original 90s batman animated series so yeah just like getting into the idea of this being sort of in the same tone but just uh taking an earlier look at batman he's actually got like it shows you how he like acquires the fancy gadgets he gets or how he like gets to certain points in his life how he like maybe meets certain people and the idea of maybe like just doing something different with the villains uh, keep, makes me think that it is going to be something fresh and it's not just going to be like, uh, I mean, it's obviously going to be tugging it out of nostalgia a little bit, but I don't think, I think they do want to make it its own thing and give it its own identity. Um, I think they're saying they want to make it like a bit more mature as well, but maybe that's just because they are being given the freedom to do that. It's not like you're making a kid's show, so you've got to limit what you're doing. It's just like you're making a Batman show now. So uh, that'll be very interesting to see how that comes out. Um Mm. yeah i think the, just well it is they, they i was gonna say that it is still premiering but then i never Network. watched the animated series and thought this is a kid's show like you know there's so many dark moments in that and it didn't seem like anything was that's that's very true yeah i i like i, I don't think they're gonna start no doing crazy then that's violence kind of like of the thing. appeal yeah. in some ways is that you can kind of do that darker moodier stuff without being like oh here it is like exactly for you hmm. but yeah hmm. i think it's uh I, I I just I just kind of wish they had given us a date for it because now I'm just going to be sat here waiting and just like I don't know when this is coming but I, I kind of need this I might even end up just watching through the original Batman animated series again just just because really mm. always Batman a good Beyond idea. jump so, onto that yeah okay well uh, I want more news 
And what we'll use on this. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. It's good to have more information. Oh, like you said, we have more of a clear idea of like what it is. We know that it's not like just an actual sequel series. Though I would love it if they could just keep the theme in there. I would just love if we could still have the like... Da -da -da -da. Uh, so that would be nice. And yeah, just the noir elements, just the style of it. As I've said with things like Star Wars and things like that, I think it's good just to keep that kind of like if it works you know keep that animation style and like it's just the bread and butter especially because batman has had so many different styles which never stuck around the same way as that did um i guess that was also another like we were talking earlier about dc 3d animation they did that weird batman animated show a few years ago where they had like the lesser villains um like the you know what was it like the pig and frog and stuff like that and then there was like uh katana was in there and stuff like that so that was like kind of green lantern first flight animation style yeah that was oh it. yeah uh, beware um, of the batman so yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's just when you have something that works and you know when you can have this style stick to it very interesting one the right to say you know like oh we had this like noir black and white episode and i was like oh we should do this for the entire series and yeah while that is tempting you know i i think you just would miss out on like the d the deep reds and the moody blues and all that kind of stuff. But from what we saw of that, yeah, put it on the Blu-ray. So I, but I think like he said, you could definitely have that as like a special episode or something like that. As Batman the animated series do, change up your style, have different you know different types of episodes, etc. So I'm very excited on that aspect. Um, so as long as they they keep all of those elements and then see how they do adapt these like big villains, etc. Because again, I just think that something like Batman does lend himself so much to animation. And if we weren't getting a certain project, then I would be like, this is the way you should do Batman. But obviously he makes them lots of money. And also there's a very good adaptation coming in live action, which seems <laughs> to embrace many of the elements that work within animated versions of Batman. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. But as Tom says, you know, we do kind of have to just hold our breath and as you know harley quinn said you know animation takes a while so we might be waiting a while for this one but yeah more excited now mm -hmm. definitely all right uh well let's get into the next one then before our main one and that is the batman but before we go to the batman let's go to shazam fury of the gods where once again we get a bit of behind the scenes footage where they reveal the new cast, the villains, the locations, and they talk about how this film is much bigger in scope and action and mythology. I was, uh, I'm quite a fan of the first one. It's not a perfect film by any means, but I had quite a lot of fun with it. Um, I do think it was refreshing to come from DC to have more of a playful film, to have more of a comedy film. But I want to see a bit more of a sophistication in the second film. And this seems to be given me that it seems to be bigger in scope as they said the action seems more intense uh i like i uh, i'm always a big fan for mythology and law and world building so give me all that greek mythology stuff the villains though um lucy lou looks great although i have to say oh helen mirren did look interesting in that outfit i don't the the costume didn't look the best on her that, obviously, this is behind the scenes. So, you know, once they get into post-production visual effects, they might sort that out and it might look a lot better in the finished film or when we have a trailer. But judging from the behind-the-scenes thing, I was like, ooh, this looks a bit Halloween costumey for me. <laughs> uh, but it was great to hear from Zachary Le Levi as well talking about the film 
and talking about their new suits. I do, as when they released that image, we all agreed that these suits are definitely an upgrade from what we saw in the first film. So they look great. Uh, but Dave, what did you think of this behind the scenes stuff? And are you excited for this one? This one doesn't yeah, come out. And I'm surprised at that because so like I said, if they are now. shooting in now, especially considering something like Batgirl is meant to come like 2022 and you're like, really? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that this like, uh, Aquaman made me more excited for it. I think that, you know, they very much, I love the idea of the scope and everything like that, that you were seeing this concept art and it does look like ludicrous in some places and they seem to be embracing a lot of the mythology and what made the first one unique or in, in, at least intriguing. Um, despite uh, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, I hope we do get that, what was it, Mr. Mind or whatever, the little caterpillar. Like, you know, I did... L- yeah, Mr. Mind. <laughs> and I the Monster Society of Evil. <laughs> so, uh, but I did, my problems with like the first film is just that, yeah, I felt it was a bit uneven in places and that sometimes even that film felt a bit like TV-ish or made for streaming. So I was more encouraged here that, again, you seem to have those bigger set pieces. Um, it didn't seem to be like, oh, we're doing this in the dark for like budget reasons and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it just seemed more of its own thing. Uh, unlike Jake, I thought I was the reverse. I thought the Helen Mirren actually looked better than Lucy Liu. So again, I don't know if it's just the association with Lucy oh. Liu with kind of like Charlie's Angels, etc. Was at least Helen Mirren has been in some respectable sort of like action stuff uh no diss to the people who enjoy the charlie angels charlie's angels films true hey hey true. hey I she was in Kill Bill. but i don't know it just seems like such a long time since that which weirdly helen mirren has been in more action films since yeah uh, yeah the fast and the furious but also films. just the fact that i don't know they just seem like such a weird duo even when they were like cast it was like it wasn't like oh two older actresses which some people probably could say uh you know it probably maybe isn't that big an age difference but just visually you know you've got a lady with gray hair and the lady with like you know black hair so they it doesn't look like you know the the two you know like witches or anything like that so i'm a bit like it just seems such a random kind of combination it just looks like they're like yep this character and this character <laughs> put them together mush them together it just seems like one of those animated shows they're like oh what if they teamed up you know it just seems very random in that sense but I did, I love, yeah. And that's what makes me even weirder. I'm like, really? <laughs> but uh, I love the joke with uh, the young actor turning into uh, Zachary Levi as well. That was great in the presentation. And when he like deliberately didn't say the name so he wouldn't like turn back into like Ash Angel. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I'm more excited for this film. I think that it looks really great. Like the scope looks good. You know, maybe somewhat have the concerns about like whether it's going to be a bit hokey with like Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, etc. But um, but definitely intrigued by what we're seeing in terms of like the the concept art and all that kind of stuff, and the fact that like the costumes and stuff look better for for our heroes and for the kids and all that kind of stuff. What do you think, Tom? Uh, yeah, actually being able to see some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff and just uh, seeing that, like, I, I do agree, it does seem to be, like, much bigger in scope. And hopefully, like, I mean, obviously they got to keep some of the fun element to it, but I'm hoping for a bit, something a bit more, just, like, a bit, just something a bit more than the first one. Because, like, whilst I, I certainly watched the first one, I wouldn't say it's one of my favourite films ever. I don't even think I've watched it since the first time I've watched it. It just didn't really stick with me in the character to be honest even though the comics 
whilst there have been some times where I've liked him a bit more, just generally he's never really resonated with me. Um, but actually seeing some stuff in this film, I wouldn't say I'm hyped, but like I'll, I'll definitely be like, all right, no, I'm definitely interested to, to see this, just see where they go with this. Especially if they maybe taking a darker tone to maybe like just slowly move the franchise more to a level where it can have the Rock's Black Adam in there. Um, but yeah, I also agree with you guys just about Hal Mirren and Lucy Liu. It does seem like a very weird like mix up. And I remember us like I remember that there being like a period of like three or four weeks where we were all just very confused because they hired Helen Mirren, they hired Lucy Liu, and then like oh yeah, Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate, and we were just like, what is happening right now? Are they picking names out of a hat? <laughs> and I'm still convinced to this day that they were. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I kind of with you, Jake. I, I didn't quite like the look of Helen Mirren in it, but it could easily be fixed in post-production or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a film that I'll definitely like go and see and hell, maybe I'll enjoy, but I just find it very hard to get hyped for Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I've, I've figured that since uh, I knew you're not a huge on the character overall, even within the comics, except for Kingdom Come. Yeah, because, you know, he's, he's a fucking golden kingdom. Alex Come. Ross. Yeah. Right, um, so Dave, no, Tom, what have we got next? What have we got next? Um, so, no big deal. Um, well, what, tell, tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously, like, we'll build up to this. So I, I'm here to just give you a, a quick little teaser before we get into the meat. Uh, so first we got uh, some behind-the-scenes reel of Matt Reeves and Rob Pattinson's The Batman, uh, promising a very like, radically different film. Um, it was great to get that sort of behind the scenes footage and just like just seeing the world of Gotham they're trying to create. Um, it just all looks, it just everything just looks perfect to me. Just I, like this does seem like it is going to be the Batman film. And then hearing the cast and characters like like Matt Reeves and uh, Zoe Kravitz and Rob Pattinson actually like talk about the film, just like they seem they they they're so into this film that like it's just making me even more into this film just because like i know they they've put their hearts and souls into this and i think it's really going to show um but yeah what did you guys think of the sort of behind the scenes footage and like uh, anything that the cast said that maybe stood out to you and just like are you even excited for this movie i don't know i, I don't know if we've mentioned it before mm-hmm. uh, I, I might catch it when it's on yeah, streaming or something know. like that <laughs> um no yeah i this truly felt like the main event because you had the behind the scenes reel. Then you had like a proper panel, like a good like 10, 15 minutes of them talking. Then we got the trailer. So yeah, this definitely felt like the main event, the main focus. And I was eating everything up because I'm so looking forward to this film. So starting off with the behind the scenes reel, really intriguing to see. Obviously we knew what type of look and tone they were going for Gotham, but to see more of the behind the scenes stuff, to hear from these people, making this it just warms my heart as a batman fan they're like they get it they get it um and very much like last year matt reeves this year again just stole the show for me in terms of vision and enthusiasm and passion for a project like this guy seems to just get it on another level like when he's talking about you know we've seen some batman the batman films go way into the fantasy Um, But I wanted to take it somewhere where we haven't really seen it before. And that is the proper ground level light year one. Now, we know that Nolan took it very grounded. 
but it was still based in a very militaristic sort of Batman with the amount of wealth and the technology he had and stuff like that. And it was a very much a reality a reality that we lived in, a world that we lived in, uh, the Dark Knight films, while this one seems like its own Gotham, another world. And I just love how they're talking about how they crafted the film, the tone of the film, picking the right actors to play these characters. Ugh, I just love it, man. I just absolutely love hearing these people speak about the film because you can clearly see that they love it. They absolutely love it. And I can't wait to see this film. Uh, we'll get into the trailer in a sec, Dave. Yeah, like you guys said, I think it's, you know, I'm a big fan of Matt Reeves. I love those. I planted the Apes films. I think that Robin Pattinson is definitely, as we've seen through a lot of his other work, not like a certain franchise, which like I'll get onto once we talk about the trailer. But, um, you know, he's very much like a dedicated actor. You know, he's very into the craft. And I think that it's fantastic that he is such a big Batman fan and he just really understands the character. When he was talking about it, you could just see that passion there. It wasn't kind of like where other actors where they'll say like, oh yeah, when I was reading the comics and I couldn't believe this happened, you know, he's talking about it as somebody who's just like understands the characters, grew up with him, you know, grew up with things like the 90s series. And also, I think I said to you, Jake, the fact that I saw it as like, oh, this is like a trio now, like this trio of creators have come together to form you know, the storyteller of Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, like the, he, you know, our hero, Batman, and then Zoe Kravitz as like, you know, our sort of like supporting characters in many ways, which more and more Batwoman has become over the years, which I think is fantastic. So I, th I loved that aspect of it. I loved when they were talking about casting and you've got elements of, you know, oh, we tried on the Val Kilmer suit and all that kind of stuff. And, and that makes perfect sense because again, as we'll talk about, you know, he, he just fits it, fits the role so well. Um, and yeah, you could just see that there's sort of passion and enthusiasm uh, coming through. And yeah, I, I just can't wait to, to see this film. Yeah. And uh, yes. speaking of the film then, Dave. Mm -hmm. How perfect that I got to introduce it as well. So, yeah, the Batman trailer was finally revealed. They kept teasing it throughout the entire DC fandom. They're just like, stay tuned for the Batman trailer. Stay tuned for the Batman trailer. Coming up later, the Batman trailer. Uh, and it was like the final thing. I wasn't surprised. <laughs> very much again, like, you know, the Disney Investor Day, etc. They They keep the best goodies till last. And it very much felt warranted in that, you know, this is one of the closest DC projects we got coming up now. Uh, so... In the trailer, where you know we very much see it as like a Batman-led trailer, the sort of teaser was giving us you know elements of uh, Gordon, and then like the tone and the villain was here. You know, you're very much focusing, as I said, on Batman, Catwoman, you know, elements of like Riddler, um, but more of like the the focus on Gotham, more Penguin in this as well. I would say. Uh, so we got a bigger look at the cast. We got more of that. You know, I thought it was a great blend of like bringing in the Nirvana song, but then also still having that amazing score from Michael Giacchino. Uh, and, you know, overall then we just got a moodier Bruce Wayne and we got a bigger look at all of the action, but then still quite liked on story really, which is really impressive. So, you know, so far as well on uh the warner brothers this has like 22 million views 
on YouTube. A lot of people talking about it, even got us some attention online. You know, a lot of people like supporting our tweets, etc., which is very uh, much, uh, you know, very gracious about all of that. You know, thank you uh, for everyone who's all like highlighted all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, guys, what did you think of this, you know, first full trailer of uh, the Batman. Jake, I believe you have uh, one of our, you know, biggest Batman fans with his thoughts as well. Uh, yes, I do. So before we get into mine and Tom's, let's hear from a special guest we normally have on, Rob Ailing. Hello, gentlemen of Capes, Cows and Masks. Um, this is Rob Ailing speaking, and uh, these are my thoughts on the Batman trailer which was released at DC Fandom. It's incredible. It, I mean, what more is there to say? It's, it does exactly what it needs to do, and I need to see nothing more. Like, if I see anything else to do with this film now, I feel like it will spoil it for me. And I've seen the trailer already far too many times to, to you know, get overly excited, which I am. I'm so excited about this film now. It's going in the right direction. It looks incredible. The score sounds already epic and grand and operatic. The performances look very good as well. I think uh, Zoe Kravitz is going to be the standout, actually, in all of this. Because um, in the trailer, she looked, she looks great. She looks incredible. Um... And it astonishes even me now to think that that's Colin Farrell as the Penguin. It really does. It's really astonishing. Um, What I also like about this trailer is that it's not giving really anything away. I think there's more to this film than just the Riddler and Penguin. I think there's another key player in all of this. And I'm excited to see that in the film now. I don't need another trailer. I don't need to know anything else. This does exactly what it needed to do. Bring us the hype. Show us some badass imagery. And yeah, look, the, the shot of him going down the corridor and not no one even being able to shoot his face is obviously preposterous. But fuck it. It's, it's, it looks incredible. Um... I've used the word incredible far too many times already, but that it literally is the word to, to sum it up, really. Um, and yeah, this this whole film noir crime epic drama, it just, it, it it's the right way to go. And I think the, the, the moment for me where I was like, okay, this is just like, <laughs> it's just like, wow, is, is the final moment, really, when the car flips over and... You've got Batman walking and the car is upside down and it's an upside down bat walking towards the penguin. And oh my fucking God, it's fucking incredible. It's so good. Um, Yeah, I think I've said all all I need to and I'll let you guys delve in the rest of it, to be honest with you. But yeah, cast looks great. The film looks great. I think Matt Reeves has done a terrific job already. Um, I think it's going to be amazing, but I don't need to see anything else until March the 4th now. And it needs to come sooner. I wish, I wish I could see it right now, to be honest with you. And, um, yeah, this is the Batman film we need right now. And it's the one that we deserve. And that was Rob Ailing's thoughts. So now back to ours. I mean... 
it's a masterpiece of a trailer, really. It is... It does what any trailer should do that if you were already excited for the film, get you even more excited about the film. And if you didn't know this film was coming, oh boy, do you know this film is coming now and you do not want to miss it. Um, I was losing my mind. Dave, you were sat right next to me. You saw all my little reactions going on at every single frame in this trailer. It is... The Batman film I've, in a way, always imagined I've wanted um, since growing up with the character. It is dark and gritty, gothic, uh, noir. It's see, we don't like you said, Dave. It's not much of the story, but it's very much seems to be a detective-driven type of story. Uh, the visuals of it are just fantastic. The use of lighting in like with the reds and then when they're in a, out in the Gotham City, like we're use, we're seeing like a lot of, to me, it seems like a lot of sunrises, that sort of orangey yellow horizon. It's just such an interesting and new take on Gotham in live action that we haven't seen before. And then Robert Patterson, like from the get-go when they announced him, I was like, I, he would not have been my choice. It was a very like wild, dark horse choice. But having thought about it, I'm like, no, this guy is suited for the role. Having seen a lot of his indie work after um, his Twilight years, um, he has grown so much as an actor. He is fantastic in everything he's in now. And I can't wait to see him in this role. Like, there's one thing to have the voice and there's one thing to have the physique. Uh, but what he is doing, which not many of other actors who've, played Batman forward doing is doing a lot of facial acting like you just see a lot like there's something about his eyes in the cowl when he's either looking at Selena or when he's like looking at the Riddler that moment in that interrogation where he punches the glass and he's like really angry you see in his the mouth acting the eyes acting phenomenal this is like how dark and broodier could you get a Batman but they somehow <laughs> managed to do it like, this guy is just so dark and miserable. You can see the pain in him. I can even, you can even see it in the scenes with Alfred, which looks fantastic as, uh, Andy Serkis looks fantastic as Alfred, by the way. In Andy Serkis's little scenes, you see him always looking like, oh dear God, like what is actually happening? And there's even the quick moment where Batman's pummeling into someone and Selena's watching this with a really concerned face on her. This is like a Batman completely unhinged and really dangerous. And it, obviously it's his early years. He's still finding his way in what to do. It just really excites me. And then from the very opening with that, the rain and the police coming into that cafe surrounding the Riddler, you know, we get the little question mark in the coffee and all of that. Straight from that, I was like, this is David Fincher, seven Zodiac vibes all over it. And I just, lo I love those films so much. So, from the very get-go, they said that that's a big inspiration for this. Oh, I could talk about this film for hours, but <laughs> Tom, uh, I'm sure we're going to be all talking about this for the next few minutes. But what did you? What were your initial reactions about this this trailer? Uh, it absolutely blew me away. Uh, like it, it just blew everything else a fandom out of the water, to be honest. Um, and I, I had to sit for like several minutes just processing it. It was, as far as trailers go, it's probably like the best trailer I've ever seen for anything. Um, I just love the look of it. Uh, Gotham looks absolutely like beautiful. Um, I'm loving the sort of I, I just love 
everything about this to be honest like zoe kravitz looks amazing as Catwoman, and i'm ex- I, I you know i think her and rob Pattinson are gonna like work really well together um just based on what we've seen in the trailer what they were saying as well just on, on the little chat they had beforehand um this like i, I know i I've, I've said this before but this movie is like seriously going to be something really really fucking special and it's going to generate a lot of buzz um i think i honestly it could just completely redefine batman for moviegoers um and what i love about that is the fact that just like listening to them talk about it and just seeing this film it does seem like the whilst they are you know trying to you know more than anything make a really good movie and a really good batman movie they do seem to be honoring a lot of the stuff from the comics and just like just little things they're honoring and just that makes me excited um clayman vibes yes yes but just i'm just uh i i i was very like <coughs> i i don't have enough praise for this trailer really just like i all i need is i need the film i need the film now um yeah just just completely blown away by it it's the most hyped it's the most hyped dc project that i have higher than the flash higher than black adam higher than any fucking else they've got going on um this is just i mean hell at this point i'm after watching the trailer i was just kind of like i can wait for doctor strange i can't wait for this i mean like now now after a few days i'm just like no no i'm gonna i kind of want doctor strange now but just this is still just like drawing my attention it just keeps coming back to the batman after i finished watching the trailer one of the first things i did was just pick up my tablet and start reading Batman Year One again, um, just because like I'm just getting so many of those vibes from it, and just I'm so excited for this film, so excited to see it, and I'll stop talking now because, like Jake, I could probably go on about this for hours and hours. Yeah, Dave, how about um, in light of your name on Zencaster, sweetheart? What are you yeah. talking about? Whoa, <laughs> take it easy, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that does kind of epitomize to me in many ways why it works so well. And I think, like I said, interestingly, I, I agree with Tom. I think it's like a perfect trailer. It's so good. And it gives you so many signs of like it could be a fantastic film. But you don't want to go too early in saying like, oh, this could be amazing. Because it's so light on story. It's hard to say like, oh, do we like this? Do we like that? Do we like that? The road is going down because we don't know where it's going really. There's so much up in the air. Um, and we still have heard barely anything of like certain characters you know, we've only really had the like few lines in the teaser from Jeffrey Wright. But I hope it stays that way. I hope that like we get this trailer and maybe a final one and that's it. Because I think a lot of film trailers, especially because of the pandemic recently, we've had like No more. Yeah, you know, we've had it where we're I like, Oh, no I feel like I kinda this, saw yeah. most of that film majorly because, you know, they had to keep releasing trailers when films got delayed and stuff like that. So yeah, and with Tom, I think that we haven't seen Doctor Strange. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm happy for you to push that aside because I'm not excited as excited by it because I've not seen anything visually by it that gets me excited. You know, I, I'm very much like that with projects. Some people are like, no, give it to me now. I want it. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, I'm happy for them to work on that. But this, you know, you've teased me. You, that teaser had me so wrapped in. You've given me the music. I've like listened to it. I've like seen so much of it. So, you know, I'm fully invested now. And, you know, I would go as far to say that this is, you know, potentially one of my most anticipated comic book projects just at all from anything that we even have announced. 
you know, obviously I'm excited for things like Fantastic Four and Blade and stuff in the future. But the fact that this does seem so much like Batman just being done perfectly, um, I'm just excited by the prospect of that and what it could mean for like, you know, future Batman films. And to go back to like the Robert Pattinson stuff, you know, those people who were just like, oh, you know, sparkly vampire, he's going to be like, oh, what a lame choice. The same people who were there like saying like, oh, Ben Affleck's a terrible choice, Christian Bale, blah, blah, blah. Where are you now? Where are these people? Where are the people who are always dissing these casting choices hey. and then proven utterly wrong? <laughs> yeah. And Michael Keaton. Every Remember, single Batman Mr. actor Mom has had Batman? it. <laughs> and I just think this incredibly hilarious with this one, particularly that people were so like on the board of like, oh, this like obvious joke to make about him being a... Because ultimately those films were trash because the books were trash. Like even, you know, like the performances weren't good because they were just terrible characters like the Twilight films now. But, you know, it was never necessarily like Robert Pattinson was just an awful actor. It was, if anything, comedic that he was there in like press junkets for it being like yeah i'm so excited by this film you know like he, he clearly was just doing it for money and was just not in, enthralled by it at all and knew what it was here you get to see him doing something that he fully understands and the performance as jake was saying a lot of people say that the performance is in the eyes and that's what's so perfect about this i think that a lot of other actors have been weighed down by like the prosthetics or the the costume, you know, Christian Bale obviously had the jokes of like, you know, I'm Batman and all like, he was very much like, it was kind of comical and, you know, like there was so many sketches about that. <laughs> yeah, we might get some stuff like that because Batman's so popular, we might get that afterwards with this film. But it just seems that he's playing such a grounded, realistic version and that you can see so much in those interactions between him and Catwoman, the eyes, like he's got it with the eyes. As you mentioned, Jake, when we were watching it, he's got the makeup. It isn't just magically gone when he takes the mask off. Um, so that adds to like the realism of the character, but also just to like, I don't know, Robert Panson's commitment almost that he's like got it there. You can see like the black makeup around him and then he's still like doing that squint. He's got like that depth to the way he's looking at characters and he's got this like grit and determination. He becomes a different person when he's Batman to when he's Bruce Wayne. And I said, I think when we watched it, I was like, you know, the mouth acting is as good as Carl Urban and Judge Dredd. You know, he understands that like, this is a cowl, like this is where my face continues. And he's like perfectly doing that like comic book, like Batman, the animated series style, kind of like, you know, like the grim sort of, look that batman has to like his face is and there's shots in this in which i saw from the trailer in which he's like you see him looking up at the batman signal or that moment where he like turns to to, to penguin just that i like look at we were talking earlier about the arkham games and you very much obviously that's a 3d model you can make it oh this looks perfectly like batman but there i'm like that looks like batman that just looks perfect i love the costume I love how he looks in it. I think it's just the perfect blend. There's not too much black. It's not too bulky. I hope they don't change it too much in the future. I love the brutality of it, like the gunshots, like literally, you know, hitting him. Mm. He looks amazing. A lot of people, you know, I think the Edinburgh setting obviously looks like it's just a work of genius to like set this in somewhere like Edinburgh, such a gothic place already. Yeah. And I think Glasgow as well, actually. I think there was like a mix of different like British locations, but mm -hmm. amazing choices. 
So some yeah, just the lighting, well. as you said, Jake, with some of the like the sunsets and the dawn, and you know, like the fact you get to see Catwoman because in the first trailer we've, we we said, oh, I'm not sure about like that hat thing she had and everything, but here that was Catwoman, like the way like her body moves, where they're up on that building and you see a silhouette, you're like, that's perfect. Um, yeah, Penguin, everyone can't believe that it's Colin Farrell. Uh, my favorite line from the trailer, you know, oh, take it easy, sweetheart. It just shows so much about like what type of character is, who he's playing, how he's completely become a different person in terms of, you know, Colin Farrell to this character and he is fully enveloping who this type of penguin is. And yeah, I think it's really refreshing because obviously, you know, once you've had like Danny DeVito do the weird hunched over sh- shorter penguin then you know it's hard to really sort of replicate that so uh yeah i think that that was an amazing uh you know choice he's done with this to make him this kind of like mobster guy and yeah i'm just so excited like the the question mark in the mug is just so like you said fincher but also just like very like batman very kind of like creepy dark it seems like, you know, something you'd get on the front of like a graphic novel or something like that. And I'm very interested as to, you know, what we will get story-wise from this, because I think the biggest thing about this is the visuals as well, that you've got a, a director like Matt Reeves, who's able to bring in those like amazing visuals. Like you've got like the red where they're going through the water and there's like a flare and people are following him. You've got those great scenes where it's like flashing and he's like beating people up in like some sort of, I don't know, rail station or something like that nightclub it looks the neon like. at the beginning with the you know that looks very much like a painting or something so just yeah beautiful visuals the music as we said before is absolutely astounding and i cannot wait it, it looks amazing but you know but still mm. we we don't know too much about the story let's see where it goes you know that but that is the very exciting thing about mm. this I, I yeah I, I was about to say dave i love though that they've held back on the story and uh, as well that they've held back on show even though it's not going to be like some (laughs) weird like oh my god it's him like we know what paul dano looks like (laughs) but i still like that they're just holding back on showing his face we get a little glimpse you know in the first scene when they're arresting him and then we don't see it when he's obviously meeting batman in the the prison it looks like which i said this to you dave like i don't know what it is about that moment that interrogation scene, but I think that's going to be like one of the meatiest scenes in the whole film. Like I'm getting like Dark Knight vibes of when Joker and Batman yeah. are having that interrogation scene. I think there's going to be a, like a philosophical battle there about justice and him also manipulating him and teasing him and pa- all this. Pa- me though, I can't, sorry, I can't like, wait. Quickly, I don't know if they were like throwing us a curveball with that though. Cause I was like, would you do yeah. another interrogation scene when that's so famous? Like maybe it is, you know, well, well, it's mm. the thing is you always really have that with Batman though. Batman mm, always true. has an interrogation scene <laughs> with one of his villains. That's sort of like a Batman thing. Um, and you mentioned like obviously the visuals, but props mm. to uh, Greg Fraser, who is the cinematographer on this, because he is making the rounds lately and doing some phenomenal work, as he has done recently with uh, Dune that's just come out. So yeah, he's yeah, doing, can't he's give all the credit to Matt Reeves <laughs> like the minute the and making credit to him as well, a lot yeah. of these. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, mm. What else about? I mean, the Batmobile. I mean, come I on, got you. Just I got you. I got you. Epic, <laughs> my God! And I love. I got you. And I also love that he's literally just taken a muscle car 
and put a jet engine <laughs> on the back. It, like I love like you can see it's so stripped down. And even even in that fight scene when he's surrounded by all those guys with painted faces, mm. like he's got like some sort of taser gun when he gets that guy by the neck. He's like, Shh. I'm like, this very is visceral. so stripped down. I like love that. It. And like his back cave, yeah, his back cave also looks like this, mm. uh, like underground train yeah, station and or I something think... like that because it's got like a clock. And ha I'm thinking that's like an abandoned station near like the Wayne grounds and maybe Wayne when they had the virtual panel like background, old... like where Matt Reeves and stuff were, there was like, it was like the station and it had like Wayne something. I was like trying yeah. to read what it was. Um, but yeah, like the visuals in terms of like when he's like coming out of the fire, the explosion like that, you're like, Oh, that looks like perfect. And then the element of him like walking up to the car and like the jagged elements of like the logo coming in with the point, like the points of his, mask you're like this is how you understand batman is that you're like adding like the subtleties of his character and his design into like the aesthetics of the film as well which i think is amazing so you know that that's another reason why i'm so excited about it because like it just seems like mm -hmm. such a deep understanding from everyone involved Uh, Tom, anything else you'd like to say about the Batman? No, I think we we covered it already. It just it just it really does seem like it's going to be like the ultimate Batman film, and I'm just so excited for this and um, for them to make more Batman films and for that Gotham series they're doing as well. Just it's a very exciting time to be a Batman fan. Mm -hmm. uh, it is. Yeah. I would have liked one Jeffrey Wright line. We though. can't just wait this one. Just that, Much like from your friend. Yeah, 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 a bit, mm. a bit light on Commissioner Gordon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've got mm. someone with a voice like that, you use it. Especially after uh, what? Yeah, if, that's why I was thinking maybe you know, why they didn't do it. Maybe they're just like, oh, you know, we don't want to make it seem like it's a Marvel thing or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um. So I think uh, before we head out with the closing thoughts, I will say, like Tom, you were a bit miffed that there was no word about the Green Lantern. I was also a bit curious about how little Superman they spoke about and yeah. any, apart from obviously the Superman and Lois CW show, like any development on Superman films. Now, well, I mean, it's not public, but I think we can all agree that Henry Cavill's time as Superman has ended. Yeah. Unless by some miracle they say, all right, Zach, you can come back and do your second and third parts. Um, but then we've also been told that J.J. Abrams is doing um, a black Superman with Tanahisi Ta Coates. Mm -hmm. No word on yeah. that. And then we also got confirmation a few weeks back that the Michael B. Jordan Val Zod Superman is going ahead. No word on that. So curious why they're not talking about Superman at all. But I will say something that I absolutely loved is that they uh, took a took the time to announce Superman's new mission statement. So before his mission statement has always been he fights for truth, justice, and the American way. The new statement now to better reflect the world we live in in 2021 it is he fights for truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. And I think that is so fitting for what the character represents. He is the man of tomorrow. He is a man of all people, not just America. So, yeah, I really love that element, and I, I love that they committed to that going forward. That is the new mission statement for Superman. Saying that, very bizarre that they've not a peep about what's happening with Superman moving forward 
in like the movies. Yeah, because like I mean, we got that huge Wonder Woman feature, the 80th anniversary thing, and like they yeah. even mentioned like they well they basically like reconfirmed like yeah we're getting Wonder Woman three. Um, so yeah, it is a bit weird that like, I mean, did, did, is it really good enough that all we got was about the Superman and Lois show? Is that really good enough for the flagship character? Like he he's like he's not just like. Aquaman, guys, this is Superman we're talking about. We're talking about literally, like, I would actually... The yeah, superhero. I, like, he is, like, I'm sorry, Batman, but Superman is probably the most marketable superhero, like, in history. Just, it's just very weird. Like, okay, fair enough if they don't have any plans, like, at the moment, and if every plan they have is, like, really early days. But, again, to not even mention it, it doesn't show a lot of faith you know your big fan experience where you're showing off everything you're doing even if you are just giving a quick update just mention that it's super bad but that being it's super yeah, bad. that being said i do like the new uh mission statement change i think it fits the character a lot better um and if if people are pissed off that he no longer represents truth justice in the american way get over yourself Oh yeah, oh, me yeah, and Fox me and Jake had a good laugh at some of the various sure comments people were just making, which made no sense whatsoever. And uh, yeah, and if you have a problem with his comments, then go eat shit. Quite frankly, um, but yeah, I think yeah. that I don't. I was surprised that that wasn't the motto in the first place. I was like, oh, was that you know? I think a lot of people had that reaction, like, oh, was that the motto? Like, doesn't make any sense, you know. So. Uh, yeah, I think that that motto sounds like something that he always had anyway. Sounds like he's something he always represented. And I think in a way, actually, I'm actually glad that there wasn't any project announcements because I think they very much are in this stage of like, we don't know what to do with Superman. He's kind of like a difficult character to make relevant to like today. There's been so many iterations, etc. And I think because they're in the middle of this like potential like black Superman, uh, you know, like how, will he appear in different projects, all this kind of stuff. The Snyder Cut, you know, happened, and then, you know, that was going to continue Superman with so many evil Supermen, you know, happening in different places. I think they very much want to figure out where he is, and I wouldn't want them to, like, just randomly announce something like they used to do, where they were like, oh, we're doing this, and then it never happens, because let's not forget, B DC did have a quite a reputation for announcing projects that never happened. Yeah, all right, So, enough, yeah. also, you don't want to, like, be announcing the change of that mission statement, and then having a Superman, which people can latch that onto. So similar to what we were talking about with Robert Pattinson, etc. If you then go, this guy is Superman, or this is the project we're doing next, people will go, that is the enemy, that is the you know mission statement encapsulated, let's go after that thing. So I think it was better just to go, yeah, this is the thing, this is the mission statement, leave it as it is, if you don't like it, get lost. You know, So you can't attribute it to any other version then kind of thing. So I think that that, like, you know, it's kind of like if they just announced the Avengers roster all at once. Because I saw it the other day. They were like, oh, the Hulk will become She-Hulk. Thor will become Lady Thor. Uh, Captain America will become uh, Sam uh, Wilson. Uh, who else was it? Hawkeye will become... Uh, what's her name? Female Hawkeye. Kate Bishop. Uh, and, I, and then it was like Iron Man, Iron Heart. And I was like, wow. Like radical people would like really have a problem actually looking at that team and being like oh it's so woke it's so like you know like trying to do this trying to do that 
But again, like Marvel at least has been like slowly bringing in those changes and going, yeah, this is this version that, you know, we're not changing the character. But if they literally went, here is your new Avengers lineup and everyone went, oh, what the hell? There's like four women on that team. Oh, you know, like, you know, anger immediately. Whereas they can bring it in gradually. Hopefully then they can just like slowly silence those people away. So, yeah, but I think everyone's on board, you know, any sensible, sane person is on board with the motto change. And yeah, I'm glad that there wasn't like a too hasty decision on Superman. I would love to see like a big Superman film, like a traditional kind of approach, like not have all this evil kind of stuff. Um, But if it takes a bit longer to get to that, then I'm fine for you to take that time and do it. Also, I think it would... Dave, <laughs> also, I think it would ruin what I was saying about earlier. I like the fact that this almost felt like a sequel to last year. If it felt like they were just like, oh, here's all the new projects. I like that they were like, oh, this is where we left last time. This is how we've updated this project. It's focusing on the Suicide Squad, Shazam, Black Adam, Batman. It felt like that was, you know, where it feels in the future then that the DC fandom could be focused on Superman and blue beetle and you know it'll be like a whole new little batch like phases phases you know superman well, is in another phase <laughs> well if if that's if that's the case i'm also going to be a little bit biased here but i am kind of salty they didn't even mention something mm. about Zack snyder's justice league and how well it performed yeah and, i'm know, surprised just, at uh, just a little something do you know but you know that's a whole. Yeah. It's how many hours go on for another three hours about like that? Before we were saying about like all the multiverse things you yeah. could do, like oh, you could have a Zack Snyder, you know, Snyderverse, and but it's like when you see how many projects they've got lined up, you're like, you don't want to have too much going on at one point. <laughs> now I'm greedy. Give me everything. I want a new project every day. Well, on that note, then, Dave. What are your closing thoughts on DC Fandom 2021? And are you excited for... Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, m- majority. I, I'm very optimistic. I think the, the it's a good sign, the majority of stuff that I actually came out with a better opinion of. And I think that we had some good teases. I think that they... I think that the Batmobile thing was like the perfect way of doing it. And that encapsulates everything of not going like this, unveil the cloth straight away and show you everything. But it was enough to sort of go, oh, this like warrants the ticket kind of thing. If you had paid 15 quid or something, you would have felt you would have got your money's worth because there was so much footage. There was so much you saw. It wasn't kind of just like, here's a logo reveal. Here's us chatting to this person. You know, it, it was very much like we're saving the goodies for this event. And they came through with that. So I think, you know, touche to them it was very much like a great sequel to dc fandom uh it's a great experience i felt they like flew by as well i didn't feel it was like too long or anything and yeah it's just mm. fun sort of visiting those worlds visiting those different projects and i'm happy if you know marvel wants to sort of like mimic that do i think that we could do it with like everything no i prefer we just have dc and marvel i wouldn't want to then start seeing like star wars fans space and you know like all this kind of stuff happen <laughs> well I celebration will say, Dave, we do oh, have yeah. i mean it's a no, bit, it, mean, it, well celebration is more of a convention but i was going to say the disney oh no i know i mean the, and they definitely the wanted to mimic the, uh, fandom. <laughs> uh, fandom in that but what i'm saying is in the future if they then fandom, want to get yeah. rid of the like invest today yeah. which doesn't have the same ring to it they can make their own sort of marvel <laughs> thing um yeah 
talking about budgets yeah. after the yeah. fantastic four yeah, announcement. They should have had what they had on now, where it was just like a bunch of people like, we'll now have questions from the investors and like people asking, just like the one of the DC presenters, like, now we want to know what you think. And he's just like, what is your capital oh. going to be in this? He's like, I have no idea. I'm I some guy from Australia. I, I don't think any of the no. WB execs want to be no. on that firing list. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you know, another successful event. We got just a good balance, I think, a good balance of projects. Nothing which I came away going like, I'm overwhelmed, uh, which I felt that we have been in the past. And yeah, just give me Batman right now. And I can't wait for that movie. A fantastic closing finisher for it. And just some great teases for other stuff, which I'm equally willing to wait for some stuff. Some stuff I'm surprised is, you know, quite far away. Some stuff shows the flaws of Warner Brothers and this whole streaming versus theatrical kind of stuff. But on the whole, you know, it, it just very much showed the strength of what the brand can be. Um, though I was disappointed that the poster had John Stewart, Green Lantern, and as we said, featured no Green Lantern content or even John Stewart, which when I saw that I was like, ooh, but no, nothing. Tom, your closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, loved uh, DC fandom as a whole. Uh, as you said, you know, very disappointed that there was no Green Lantern. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, but yeah, overall, very enjoyable experience. Uh, I know I joked about it earlier, but honestly, like, it didn't actually... I, I did feel like it was uh, going on a bit at one point, but it didn't feel like, what was it, three and a half, four hours, whatever it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's got me a lot more hyped for a lot of DC projects, including some that I perhaps wasn't so hyped for before. So I think it's done its job in that regard. And uh, yeah, just give me the Batman, give it to me now, and maybe next year, if we could have a little less Fleulaborg, little, little, ask him, or ask him to tone it down yeah. a bit, and I'll be happy. Oh, I liked him. I, I would I have him over corny presenters. We were saying this me. is the don't, type of person you want me. because they have that natural charisma, not so much like a force. Like, I'm so excited for Titan Season 4. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no one is. Come on. Uh, yeah, so that's my final thoughts. Great show overall, and uh, looking forward to next year's, if there is one next year, or whatever they do next year. Well, there year, won't I be, because know. their house I'm will be burned to the ground. Oh, I, th I think... <laughs> no, yeah. Because yes, Tom would have burnt it down. Um, no, I think they're definitely going to keep this uh, thing for a, for a while now. Um, as I said up top, it'll be interesting if I they start to do in-person events as well. Obviously, still... Yeah, um, like obviously still have it available for everyone around the world to watch for free, but have the option of having a live audience there because I can imagine hearing all these announcements surrounded by a live audience like it like it is in comic Also, a, a natural way to bring time, in so. all the merch, we'll which we didn't even mention as well. All those like caps and like, hey, I'm here with my hat range and like our ni oh, new yeah. Batman Nike trainers, you know, like it, live events. Hey, Puma, yeah. Puma, not, well, not, not Nike. Either way, they would be there selling <laughs> that Careful stuff. They'd be like, you want this? They mm. would. And all the action figures they announced as well. So, yeah. No, yeah. Like you guys, I think this was uh, another success from DC Fandom. Um, more of the same, please. I'm excited by all the projects they've announced. Um, some of them I'm either the same on 
you know, oh, they haven't really boosted my excitement. I'm still at the same level of excitement for them. And others have ex- exceeded my expectations. Now, I was already excited for the Batman, like, beyond belief. But th- that trailer just took it to a whole nother level. It Like, give me this film now. Can't wait for this. Uh, so, yeah, another success for DC. So, with that, mm-hmm. let's get out of here. Let's go to bed. We've been at this for <laughs> over three hours now. Uh, there's been a lot to cover. So... If you've been listening for this entire time, thank you all for listening so much. We really appreciate you coming on board every week, listening to us speculate, discuss, and geek out. But if you want to continue the conversation with us, Tom, where can they do that? They can find me on Twitter or probably at my local pharmacy, seeing as I'm ill all the bloody time. Uh, but now you can find me on Twitter at Comic Book Shogun where I regularly just post my outrageous opinions and sometimes I drink and tweet, which is a dangerous thing. Don't don't drink and tweet, people. But, but yeah, that's where you can find me at the moment and nowhere else because I'm active nowhere else. Uh, yeah, nice. you can catch Dave. me on Twitter as Lad Bible did. <laughs> Thank you, Lad Bible, for sharing my tweet on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, where you can see me giving such anecdotes as my love of you know the penguin moment in the batman trailer also talking about you know what i'm looking forward to and other just like casual general stuff that i'm uh, acknowledging hopefully we'll be making a return back to letterbox once i've got my film watching back in order uh recently saw dune so pop over to there uh, so twitter and letterbox both at david osgar o-s-g-a-r and uh yeah even if you want to catch me on instagram where lad bible Shade, my tweet. Uh, I don't post on there much, but it's at David Osgar. <laughs> nice, yes. And uh, also a special thanks to uh, DC for retweeting our tweet on Twitter as well for, on the Capes, Cows, Masks uh, Twitter page. If they want to keep doing that, yeah, feel free. And if you want to slide into our DMs, slide on you're also slide more on than it, welcome yeah. to do that, DC. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Um, you can also find me on Twitter at SweatyJake. DC, if you listen, you can also slide into my DMs personally. That is more than uh, acceptable. Um, where you can also catch me talking about stuff and sharing this podcast and geeking out with everyone on that. Um, I'm also going to be seeing Dune. Wait, of the uh, well, on the day of this release <laughs> of this podcast, I am currently seeing Dune. I have made my pilgrimage to London to see it in the BFI my IMAX. I am so excited. So, yes, and I will be giving my rating and review on Letterboxd, so catch it on there. And I, don't worry, Dave, I won't be no. posting my review on Twitter. I'll make sure it's, <laughs> like, within, like, I'll just have, like, a one-word exp- <laughs> like reaction or something like that. Don't want Dave coming down me. Uh, and as for the show, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Capes, Cows, Masks. And whether you use Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or Google, please subscribe and follow us on there. And if you're on Apple, leave us a rating and a review as it all helps us go up in the ranking. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Take it easy, sweethearts.